things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, grace and peace. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to be talking about the importance of theology. You know, all things theology. But before we do that, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel if you're not, and as always, click that notification bell so you can be aware when I drop content. I'm trying some things out new today. Got my camera here. I got my monitor here. I read the comments. Uh, so I might be looking back and forth, right? Got to keep your head on a swivel these days, right? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking about theology. Um, recently, let's 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 put some excitement into this, right? Recently, Marcus Rogers put out a video, and I tell myself, look, I, I I'm going to ignore Marcus Rogers, but you guys, I blame you guys, I blame you guys. You guys will send me videos you want me to review, talk about, or topics that you want me to talk about, and I fall for it every time. I watch it <laughs> like, a, like a fool, and I'm like, I got to say something, right? And so I watched this video, and if you want to hear a complete diminishment of theology, this video actually does that, and we're going to talk about it here today. But look at the title. He says, don't unfollow me for what I am about to say, though it's super controversial and I kind of have a similar you know you guys know me I, I've said something quite the opposite right people don't like the content they don't want biblical teaching what have, what have I always said me. if I make you feel some type of way hey if you want to follow unbiblical teaching yes this might not be the channel for you right and so I make no shame. I'm not ashamed of that message, right? Um, I mean, if you want your ears tickled, yeah, this I don't recommend watching a lot of my content. You know, I I uh, try to be gracious in the truth that I speak, uh, what the Bible teaches, but unashamed as well. And so <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting title, uh, interesting statement. And so if you guys are ready. Like I am ready. And like I said, I'm trying some new things out. So we go all things. Theology, we're, we're, we're trying to make improvements here, right? We're trying to improve not only our theology, but the aesthetics. And so hopefully you guys are liking the upgrades, liking the background. I'm liking the all things theology uh, sign here. And so, guys, let's let's get into the video. What's going on, everybody? I am about to say something super controversial. I won't be surprised if I lose, uh, you know, some followers because one of the things that God has instructed. Guys, I, I want you to be, uh, I want you to watch for what he thinks is controversial and ask yourself, is it, well, let, let me say, let me say this. Falsehood can be controversial, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, abortion is controversial, but it's a false, it's a falsehood, right? And so just because you say something controversial doesn't automatically mean you're right about the subject. Let's just let's start it off right right off the back. Right. Um, yeah, I think someone said something according to that. Right. Uh, yeah. Mama for Christ. People disagreeing is not controversial. Marcus, woe is, woe is me, Rogers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine getting on a, on a screen and just talk about yourself all the time. I mean, literally, 
majority of his videos is a defense of himself and talking about himself. But we'll, we'll keep going. And by the way, yeah, if you go, you're watching, we got 61 people watching. Why don't you like the video? It's it, it's free. Obviously, if you like the content, you can like it. So, instructed me to do is just to come against man's religious ideas and. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna be. St I'm stopping it so much, right? Uh, man's religious ideas is biblical orthodoxy that you're, we're really going to see Marcus Rogers push against. A clear teaching of the Bible. Marcus Rogers dismisses all that, and there's only one thing. That you need to believe. We're actually going to see how biblically that's not true, but stick around. You know, have your what? What? what hold on. Let me. I, I got to go full screen for this. Sit around. Have your nice uh, non-alcoholic beverage. Uh, I'll choosing Waterloo. You know, I like the bubblies. I like the flavor. But sit sit back and enjoy the show. If you if you know, we'll we'll get into the text. We'll get into scripture. Uh, unlike Marcus Rogers, and we'll exegete the text and. And uh, give you some examples that actually contradict everything Marcus Rogers is saying. So stick around. And religious traditions and to push for unity. Now, Ephesians talks about the unity of the spirit, not unity of a denomination, not unity of just people that look like you. Now, I find it interesting that Marcus Rogers goes back between two various uh, ideologies, theologies, <laughs> to keep it on the subject. In one message, he'll say unity of the spirit. In the next, in the next minute, he's talking about a tribe that uh, <laughs> he wants to find. It's like, which one is it? It's just very interesting, very, very interesting. Or, you know, agree with your theology. The reason why I refuse to be put in a denominational or theological box, why I don't claim any of that stuff, is because in the 30 years that, you know, I've been a Christian, I've been to so many different churches, I've met with so many different pastors, and I have never found a place where I agree on their theology or denominational ideas 100%. If you actually listen to his answer on why he says he doesn't want to be in any theological camp or use any theological terminology, the answer actually doesn't make any sense. Let me explain what he said. Marcus says that the reason why he doesn't want to be in any any theological denomination, uh, use biblical theological terms, is because he doesn't agree with anybody 100%. Well, that's so I would ask, I would ask uh, Marcus Rogers, does he believe God is omniscient? If he says yes, well, Marcus, there are people that disagree. So according to you, we shouldn't use that terminology. Right. See, it doesn't actually make sense once you actually peel back the onion, peel back the layer, so to speak, and actually analyze a lot of things Marcus is saying, according to scripture, according to actually his own um, standards. You can see he contradicts himself quite a bit. He contradicts himself and he contradicts um, the scriptures more importantly. Um, and so the fact that people disagree isn't a a argument against being in a denomination or even using theological categories. I mean, that's one of his reasons why he doesn't like to use the word Trinity. Well, we know he doesn't accept it. Let me let me tell you why I don't believe people like Marcus Rogers doesn't want to use someone said, how old is Marcus 30? <laughs> I think he said in a recent video he's 36. So I guess he's been a Christian since a young wee lad, okay? Um 
Yeah, if you don't agree with Marcus, you don't have the spirit. That's right. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, so here's the reason why people don't like, in my experience, what I've seen, why people don't like using biblical uh, language, uh, categories that have been accepted and, and are helpful. It's because they reject it. So they, I remember quite a few years ago, there's a movement come about that didn't want to say the Bible was inspired. Oh, we believe it's from God, right? But we don't believe it. We we, we don't think inspired or inerrant is helpful. And once you, and, and then when you get round to it, it's because they believe the Bible has errors. So people, some people don't like to be held uh, according to uh, these theological uh you know, language and things like that. You know, I, I am a proponent of a theological language when it can be derived and exegeted from scripture. Right. I think these words can be helpful. That's why I'm not one of these people. It's like, oh, I believe God is three persons. Or, or, yeah. Three persons, one God. But I, want, I don't want to call that Trinity. Um, I, I, and, and I'm not saying you have to, but I think it's helpful when we use because, you know, instantly where someone is at. If someone doesn't want to use the word inerrant, I'm going to raise or sorry, ob omniscient. I'm going to raise my eyebrow a little bit. Like, why wouldn't you want to? Hmm. I'm, uh, do you believe God knows all things? You know, so it's going to be pause for concern. And so sorry that took a little longer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Floaty. Yeah. The, the gay Christian movement holds to that view is for, for sure. Yeah. A lot of people. And this is what the Bible talks about being deceptive and, 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 and they creep in. Right. They, they, they want to be so nuanced on everything. I, I think this kind of nuance can can be dangerous. So let's continue. I've never found <clears throat> a pastor that I've agreed with on everything. And through the years, you know, when I first was coming on the YouTube scene and everybody wanted to do these different debates, there's certain questions that I have about every denomination and, you know, theological idea that people just don't have the answers to. And where the fake stuff comes in, right? When I ask these questions and I use Bible and they can't answer the question, instead of people just saying, you know what, I don't know, because if people would just be honest and say, hey, look, I don't know. We, we don't know everything. We're going to find out when we go to heaven. People don't want to do that. They want to act like they do know. So uh, <laughs> so if you actually claim to know some things, right, that Marcus Rogers believe is unknowable, right, uh, when he wants to draw biblical agnosticism. Um, you know, he thinks that's arrogant or prideful, and, and he's going to give an example of this, which I'm going to show. He makes major category errors, major. Right, for Marcus Rogers, th theology is minimal. R really, what you believe is irrelevant to Marcus Rogers. It's more how you live, and we're going to see he's actually going to say something very, um, you know. Something like that. And, and yes, Floaty114 says all of his questions have been answered. Though. Well, Marcus Rogers, he starts with the premise that if he's asking the question, you can't answer it. So which is very uh, interesting, right? That he doesn't believe any of the questions that he asks are answerable, which is very interesting, right? Why do we have to accept that premise? Why do we have to start with the, the premise that if Marcus is asking a question to you, then you can't answer it. He he doesn't prove that by no means, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna give given it given a we're gonna give it oh yeah we're gonna give an example oh yeah yeah I, I forgot to I, I forgot to do this thank you Juan because Marcus Rogers he's known for saying this 
a lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. He wants the smoke. But I guess just since no question can be answered, there's no smoke. There's no fire. There's no nothing there. So, I, I, yeah. So we'll, let's continue. Because watch, he's going to give an example of this. And it's an example we've we have answered on this channel numerous times. Uh, in the debate with Stephen Bancarts, it was answered. But Marcus Rogers won't even consider the answer you're given. Who's more prideful, the person who thinks he has an answer to your question or the person who ignores the answer and says there is no answer? I'll let you ponder that. And so what ends up happening is they click up with people that agree with them, even though there are some questions that when I ask these questions, nobody has the answer to. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of people going to make videos and say, oh, I can, I can answer your questions. No, you can't. I've done this. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. If, if I'm answering the question, you cannot answer these questions. <laughs> it literally. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said books have been written on the things. Uh, Marcus has been addressing for literally hundreds, thousands of years, but yeah, someone said he doesn't like the answers. You not liking the answer and uh, you getting an answer are two different things or not getting an answer. He he can't distinguish them, which is very interesting, but I want you to pay attention to, because this is a, this is a prime example of Marcus Rogers um, unanswerable questions. And, and, and let me start off by saying a lot of the questions he asks don't even get to the heart of the issue. Don't get to the heart of the issue. And we're, we're going to see one. We're going to see one. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you how it's a bad question. For, I don't know what now, 15 years, you know, um, whether on the internet or off, and every denomination that I've come across, there are certain questions that you can ask. We can talk about the rapture. We can talk about um, Pentecostals, Baptists, uh, oneness, Trinity, wh whatever, wherever you want to go. All right. People think that they have this perfect sound theology, like everything that they believe is 100 percent accurate and is simply not true. One no, I will be the first to admit you that admit to you. I don't know everything. But that's not an argument against things I do know. You ever, because th this is what people do when they're, I, I think it's like insecure in what they know. If you're able to give an answer to something, what do you, what do you think you know at all? No, I just know what you're, I just know the answer to what you're talking about. I don't have to be, the answer is not, if I can't, if I can answer one question, then that means I'm omniscient. That's absurd. I just know what God has revealed. And we shouldn't go to biblical agnosticism when God has revealed something. I'm going to talk about that and touch on that in a second. An example I give you when we get. Oh, yes. Here is the example. Yes, yes. <laughs> My wife says he sure know. Yeah, I don't know all things. Right. My wife will be the first to tell you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But watch this example he gives. Right. Watch the example he gives and and you know he's going to attack the he has to attack the trinity yeah that's right that's right uh perfect theology isn't the alternate alternate to sufficient theology that's correct that's correct watch the example he gives he's got to attack the trinity <laughs> watch this accurate and it's simply not true one example i give you when we get to heaven right 
what are we going to see? Some people will quick to be quick to tell you, oh, we're going to see God, the father on the throne and Jesus seated at his right hand. We're going to see three, you know, different beings in heaven. We're going to just see Jesus sitting on the throne. Nobody really knows. All right. Nobody knows. Now, you can take certain scripture and you can say, well, this is what this means. But to be honest, the Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. Nobody really knows. Well, that verse actually has nothing to do with you talking about. And I've, I've, I've addressed that verse numerous times on how he has been misinterpreting that verse. Great is the mystery of godliness. That's a pagan understanding of the word mystery. If you actually do a study on the word mystery, it's something that was hidden that was now revealed. What's contradicted everything he just said. <laughs> but let's go back to his analogy, right? What will we see when we get to heaven? This has been Marcus Rogers' prime example on, we don't know if God is triune. We don't know if God is oneness. But that is an absurd analogy. And to uh, quote a friend of this channel, Rick Caldwell, I was talking to him all about this and he said this, and I told him I was going to quote him. The answer to uncertainty in the things that have not been revealed is not biblical agnosticism in the things that have been revealed. So he brings up an answer that he or or, or analogy that he doesn't believe has been revealed to us. But that's not an argument against the things that have been revealed. Let me give you an example that fleshes this out more right right imagine someone making this argument and someone says why haven't no one prayed for marcus well why are you assuming no one has i don't think it's helpful to make assumptions but nevertheless let me continue right because marcus says well we don't know how many are in heaven how many what, what we don't know what we'll see right which yeah, it's true in some sense. I mean, I have a theory on what we'll see, but, you know, let, let's let's grant his his argument. Right. Imagine someone using this argument. You can't prove how many women I'm sorry. How many? Yeah, let, let's use that. You can't prove how many women will be in heaven. Therefore, I can have multiple wives. You see how absurd that would be. Just because I don't know how many women will be in heaven. That's not an argument against what God has revealed about marriage. Right. And that's what Marcus Rogers is doing. He's saying, well, we don't know what's going to what heaven's going to look like and how that's going to you know, coexist and things like that. But my argument would be that's irrelevant since God has revealed himself as a tripersonal. Uh, yeah, as tripersonal. We know it. Father, son, spirit, one God, uh, three distinct persons. So this it's the uh, the 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 picture he's painting is actually absurd. So yes, there is an answer to his question. He just doesn't like that answer, right? Marcus Rogers wouldn't accept that. As a matter of fact, he would just call you prideful for attempting to answer the question. So and, and, and he uses that over and over. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. This this is this is a good one, Matthew. He says, "Will you see the fifteen hundred mile high God in heaven?" Yeah, because remember. A lot of people who've been following this uh, my channel, we were told by him and well, William Tyrone Jackson and, and Marcus didn't didn't reject it. That God is 15,000, 1500 mile uh, high and wide, <laughs> chiseled, but not fat. Right. Filled to heaven. They said we're going to see this now. I guess he's recanted that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, my book, Christ, straw man arguments. That's his safety blanket whenever he's in, in a corner like he did bank carts. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, let's keep going. And so if people would just start admitting that we don't know everything and we don't have all the answers, then we can have unity. So here, <laughs> I don't have to know what heaven will look like in order to know who God has revealed himself as. That's absurd. That is completely absurd. That is asinine, right? Absurd. I feel like I need to. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? St. Westbrook, right? I mean. The thing, the only requirement to be saved according to the Bible is to be born again. Now, we're actually going to delve into this further, but Marcus Rogers says, hey, the only thing you need to accept is. <laughs> Chris is on a slippery slope of looking like a Pharisee. We're actually going to address that later because it is my assertion that people use the word Pharisee as just something they don't like. I mean, just because you don't like it don't mean I'm a Pharisee or on a slippery slope to be a Pharisee. The, the, let me say this. The Pharisees didn't care about biblical orthodoxy, <laughs> which, you, you know, I don't know how the Pharisees got turned into something that they weren't even in the Bible. Like what Bible are we reading? What Bible are we reading? Right. Have you prayed today while you're gossiping about him? This isn't gossip. This isn't gossip. I'm I'm rebuking his false teaching. Have you prayed for me while you're commenting? You know, many, many people have a dub, double standard of how they live. Any, and I get this a lot in the comment section. They'll say, hey, you, you know, you should have reached out to him before you addressed him. And I'm like, well, why, why didn't you reach out to, to me? This is just this double standard. Like be like if you're going to say, hey, someone should pray for them or whatever. Then, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why are you gossiping about Chris and on the slippery slope becoming a Pharisee? Yeah, it's a double standard. It's a, it's a double standard. Uh, where was I going with this? Hold on. Let me let me go back. Everything and we don't have all the answers, then we can have unity. So here's the thing. The only requirement to be. Oh, yes. He says the only requirement to be saved is to be born again. Does the Bible present this minimalistic approach to salvation? Let me show you why. Let me show you how uh, biblically this is not true. This is not true. Right. I'll, I'll, I would like for you to guys to answer some of these questions that I'm going to ask. Right. They're rhetorical questions to Marcus Rogers, but I want you to answer them. And maybe you can present some things to me as well. Like I said, I, I like I like the shows to be interactive, right? Because the term the Marcus Rogers said only thing that needs to be saved to for you to be saved is you need to be born again. I would like to say, according to John eight twenty four, you must believe Jesus is God. Jesus says, "I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am Him, you will die in your sins." So right there, Jesus being God is a truth. That we must accept. We also must believe Jesus is God and he's fully man, right? The hypostatic union. He's fully God and he is fully man, right? First uh, John 4, 2 and 3, it says, by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So you must believe Jesus 
is God, fully God, and fully man, right? Let me ask Marcus Rogers this. Could someone reject the virgin birth, i.e. like the Gnostics, like, right? Like many theological liberals, could they reject the, the virgin birth? Right. Ultimately, they would have to reject prophecy. Uh, Isaiah 714. Right. And the fulfillment being in Matthew 123. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Right. Could someone reject that still be a Christian? Could someone reject the sinlessness of Jesus and still be a Christian and be saved? Yeah, someone said MLK did. Yes, yes. That's a whole nother argument. <laughs> uh, the sinlessness of Christ. Um, could someone reject Jesus being sinless? See, this minimalistic approach is not helpful. Let me keep going. And by the way, I want you to provide some uh, things, rhetorical questions to our friend Marcus Rogers. Could someone reject the resurrection of Christ? For Paul said, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Hmm. Apparently, Marcus Rogers says the there's only one thing. So so I, I mean, I don't know how Paul said uh, they could still be in your in your still. You could still be dead in your sins if there's only one thing we need to accept. And that's some generic version of being born again. Like what? I mean, how that happens, by whom it happens, all this is dismissed. As long as you believe you're born again, you're saved. And I'm going to show you later how Marcus Rogers even con contradicts that. Remember, because he says, if you don't believe he's saved, then you're not saved. <laughs> Could someone reject the second coming of Jesus and still be saved? Uh, not, not, or sorry, not even still be saved, be saved, right? Because you can't lose your conversion, right? Notice this in Titus 2.13, we are said to be waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of our glory and of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that. Jesus is called God and Savior. Pay attention there. But that's another argument for another day. Could we could Jesus not come back? Right. Could someone say, yeah, Jesus isn't coming back or like the hyper preterist. Jesus already came back in 70 AD and he's not coming again bodily. Right. We don't have a blessed hope. We do not have a blessed hope if Jesus is not returning. And I'll give you a last one here. Could someone reject? Because remember, he says you, you only need to be born again. That's it. Could someone reject the gospel? And still be saved. According to Galatians one, if someone preaches another gospel like Marcus Rogers does, if someone preaches another gospel, then they are an anathema. You know what an anathema means? They're accursed. They're cut off. They have no, they, they, they are under the hostility and the wrath of God still. But we'll, it's, it's amazing how much pushback I even get from people who agree with me. I agree that Marcus is a false teacher. Just don't address him. Just, just leave false. This is, just don't if they have a false gospel why wouldn't i want to warn this person and the people who are following them but that's another argument for another day that's another argument for it so 
Marcus Rogers has this reductionistic Christian view. And I wrote this down because I did not want to um, miss saying this. Because I believe mere Christianity, mere Christianity is a dangerous movement. And that's what Marcus Rogers is preaching. Let me let me explain. Let me let me let me read this. The whole New Testament is proclaiming doctrinal truths. And defending those doctrinal truths in light of false teachers who reject it. The New Testament doesn't reduce Christianity to one doctrine at expense of the rest. This is the danger of mere Christianity. The whole of the faith is Christianity. We need the whole faith, not one part of the faith. Christianity, if it loses one aspect, is not Christianity. If we lose one essential doctrine, it's not as if we can have Jesus humanity, but have his deity or vice versa. We argue from the whole of the Christian faith. I believe that was Greg Bonson who said that. You know, some some there are some people who who, you know, and they're apologetic. Oh, I mean, we don't need to we don't really be concerned about biblical inspiration or inerrancy. We just need to say historically that Jesus rose again from the dead. I mean, I mean, he might have been wrong about other stuff. No, no. The all of the Bible is the Christian faith. And especially when it comes, you know, there now there are primacy. The gospel is the first important as, as talked about in first uh, Corinthians 15. But we don't reduce the, the 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 whole of the Christian faith to one thing. As long as you're born again, I mean. I guess everything else can be rejected, according to Marcus Rogers. Don't fall for the lie of mere Christianity. Mere Christianity is not Christianity. We don't have just a reductionistic uh, view of the faith. Right? Right? We, we need all of it. Let's keep going. According to the Bible is to be born again. That's it. I know you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, for for known world says and mat matter of fact, Marcus Rogers, <clears throat> he's not even consistent with this. Right. Let's talk about uh, what this is. Marcus even adds water baptism and speaking tongues as required for salvation. So he's not even consistent with his own view. Right. Yeah. For, for Marcus Rogers, he'll, he speaks out of one mouth. One mouth, he says, pretty much there, there is only one essential th thing to the faith. And then in the next, he'll turn around and says, well, if you if you reject me. Then you're not a Christian, which makes Marcus Rogers essential to the Christian faith, which is absurd. He adds sign gifts. Uh, to the to the faith, uh, water baptism in the sense of uh, for justification. And I'm not arguing that someone shouldn't get baptized, but he says, if you don't, if he says you need to get baptized in order to be saved, in order to be justified and be made right with God, that is Marcus Rogers view. Now he asks for the gospel completely, but he speaks out of both sides of his mouth. Pastor and your Bible college, you know, people love to use the word, you know, heretics and things like that. Most of the time, these people are religious. Now, I am really despising how this term is being used because um, religious is not a bad thing. We, we have been bought into the, the lie that, uh, um, you know, and it was first started by, I, I forget the guy's name, but he did the spoken word. If you remember this, this many years ago, man, this had to have been about 2013, 2012, 
why y'all love Jesus but hate religion, right? You remember that, that famous poem or spoken word? But biblically, religion is not always bad. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, the one time it's used, it's used in a positive manner. James 127, right? God loves religion. He loves religion that is motivated out of the heart. Religiousness is not bad. <laughs> False religion is bad, right? So even on this, Marcus uses words in the Bible incorrectly. Incorrectly. Yeah, some of you guys remember that spoken word. I am religious. I am religious. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, someone says. Religious is AKA for bringing up scripture constantly have, having serious doctrine uh, convos. Yeah, that's right. Religious for Marcus Rogers is doing everything he does not like. Everybody is religious. Matter of fact, everybody. The question is, is your religiosity, like that term, <laughs> is your religiosity biblical? Are you religiously biblically? Everyone has a set of worship and values and principles and moral guides. That's what it means to be religious. Somehow along the way, we have equated um, religion with false religion. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bait and switch with terminology. Religious folks had good theology and they're the ones that killed Jesus. <laughs> Religious folks had good theology and they're the ones who killed Jesus. No, they did not. I, now, I don't know where on the line we got, thought that the Pharisees had good religion too, but they didn't. Jesus whole ministry is largely correcting the Pharisees false doctrine. I mean, just read through the, through the book of Matt, through the, any of the gospels, Jesus is constantly rebuking their false doctrine, right? Their idea of what the Messiah was to look like, even his own disciples, right? They thought that the uh, Messiah would be someone that just reigned and they didn't understand the dual estates of the Messiah, the suffering servant and the one who would reign. The Pharisees did not have good doctrine. That's why they participated in the death of Messiah. <laughs> Hello? Uh, did he really just say the Pharisees had good doctrine? They didn't recognize the Messiah and that's being called good doctrine? My goodness. How can you read through the New Testament and get that point that they had the good uh, theology? No, they were hypocrites. They had bad doctrine. Their doctrine was terrible. Jesus constantly opposed the Pharisees. But here, here's, here's the counter of that. If the Pharisees had good doctrine, then what does that say about Jesus's doctrine since he opposed it? Something to consider. I think the answer is obvious. Their good theology told them, hey, you know, you shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath day. So there's people that you think have good theology because they've clicked up, they've convinced you, they're in the popular circles, they've got the right doors, the right opportunities, they say the right things. But 
you know, with all of your good theology, when I come to your church, the presence of God is not there. The anointing is not there. The spirit of God is not. Now, many people have, this has been my argument with many in the care. And this is not to say all charismatic. So if you're charismatic, please receive this. If it's applicable to you may not be, but many charismatics have determined anointing, uh, the spirit being there with how they feel when the music comes or how they, how you, uh, facilitate their feelings when they preach right if you come up there and say if you preach exegetically expository and you don't right you don't do the hype man preaching and god said if you don't do all that they say oh well the anointing's not there right and you ask them well what was actually wrong with the sermon oh i'm not saying there is anything wrong why have we equated anointing and the spirit being present with some subjectivity in style of preaching? God is pleased with the truth of his word. I, I, you know, that that is the danger of many charismatic teachings. Right. Oh, that, you know, they're a Christian, but they're not anointed. Right. We we every Christian is anointed. Every Christian is anointed. If you have the spirit of God, you are anointed. Don't fall for the Pentecostal charismatic lie. That you need a sound a certain way to be uh, anointed or the presence of God to flow. These are uh, subjective standards for one. And these are unbiblical standards placed upon the Christian that many Christians cannot bear that weight. Some people may not be the most articulate when it comes to preaching right they may not can't do the the ah and the ah and do all that that's fine matter of fact i, I would argue some of that uh it preaches people to uh, elucidate a certain response right preach the word what does paul say preach the word <laughs> in season out of season right i, I i'm sorry I'm, I'm i'm being a little lengthy right here but your emotions, how you feel to certain things, isn't the spirit of God. It isn't the presence of God. Matter of fact, let me say this, brothers and sisters. The spirit of God can be, oftentimes he is, still present despite how you feel. Despite your emotionalism to the truth of God. How many times do you have to fight your emotions to obey God? Yeah, and I see my brother uh, uh, bringing up Charles Finney. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Your emotions are not the presence of God. Your emotions are not the uh, uh, is not the presence of God. I, I I just really hate that teaching because it's it's actually abusive. You know, how many times have you heard the preacher like bully the the, the congregation? Oh, y'all don't hear me. I see God ain't showing up today. Because he's not getting the amens he desires. I don't, if I'm preaching the word, I'm preaching the Bible. I don't need your affirmation of it. Now, I hope you affirm it. I hope you agree. But I don't need you to amen me every time I make a good point. <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. I'm preaching the one. So that's the background of a lot of statements like this. Yeah, pure manipulation and emotionalism. Backing many of you up. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about there are people that pride themselves. My theology is so sound. 
I've got, I know the Bible. I can break down the Hebrew. I can break down the Greek, but there's no one. See, Marcus belittles that. He belittles theology. To him, it's not really important. Go listen to a Marcus Rogers sermon. You will get a bunch of shouting and yelling in Christian cliches. But no doctrine or sorry, you'll get doctrine, but no in-depth doctrine. No life altering view of the word of God. But uh, secondhand great awakening, right? Charles Finneyism. Right. One of the most encouraging things that I get from this channel, and it's not that I need it. <laughs> yeah, someone said he's broken down the Greek. <laughs> That's funny. One of the things, you know, that I appreciate is when people say. You've helped me see the Bible for what it is. You've helped me see. And it's all to the glory of God. The Bible for what it is. God's word. They value in-depth riches of Christ. The Bible, the Bible is what the Bible says. The Bible is the, 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 the depth and riches of Jesus Christ. Right? We don't ignore the Bible. But Marcus Rogers is not held by the authority of Scripture. And I'm going to prove that a little later. Stick around. The theology, or, or yeah, Marcus Rogers' beliefs is not rooted in Scripture. They're not. They're not. If you don't believe me, please stick around. Please stick around. And by the way, if you're watching 101 people like it, uh, watching this video right now, just like the video. Pointing when you talk. There's no, there's no, there's no Holy Spirit backing up your words. If I am preaching what the Bible says, then the Holy Spirit is backing up what I say. Where, where is this? Where is this standard coming from? Because it's surely not Scripture. It's surely not scripture. And so for me, I don't test people by their theology. That's what you hear that for me already started on a subjective level. I don't test people according to their theology. So guess what? I, I, I mean, who cares what you believe? Let's just throw the Bible away. Right. Theology is not important. Remember the title of this video is he downplays. He puts his feelings over theology. And look at that. Look at that. Marcus says, for me, I don't test people according to the theology where you're in our view, that this only shows that your version of Christianity is not apostolic. Let's go back a little. I don't think some of y'all heard that. Up your words. And so for me, I don't test people by their theology. That's what the religious people did. They were testing the, <laughs> the religious people were not testing them by their theology. They had substandards or they actually added to scripture. They added to the Bible. So no, they weren't testing people according to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Hippolyta, you're supposed to test the spirit to know whether it's from God or not. He's off. Yeah. And how do we know based on what scripture says? Look, we do not have to reinvent the wheel guys. Just preach what the Bible says. <laughs> Real simple. I don't need another voice 
speaking from uh, look if i believe the bible if you believe the bible you will be more sufficient than anyone hearing this subjective standard subjective word from god preach what the bible says disciples and john the baptist and jesus coming at them asking all these questions i just test by the spirit i know if you have the spirit of god or not if i sit there and I see so just test according to the spirit and so but for marcus it's not based on what you believe unless it's about him funny enough but for marcus it's your experience or feeling right test the spirit is called the spirit of truth. And what did Jesus say? Thy word is truth. Not your experience is the truth. Not your spirit is the truth or how you feel. The word. What does the word say is the truth? See, this is why if anybody, this is what the Bible says. If anyone does not come bearing this teaching, that's theology, that's doctrine. We are to reject them. This is why it's important to know the Bible. People ask me all the time, what is the best advice you would give? Know the Bible. <laughs> know your Bible. Because the person who knows the Bible the best is, is generally less susceptible to false doctrine. You know who falls for false doctrine a lot of times? People who are ignorant. What does the Bible say? Ignorant and unskilled. Those are the people who twist the scriptures, i.e. Marcus Rogers. Right? Know your Bible, Christian. And you will be uh, more than equipped. You will be the best theologian. More equipped than people who go to seminary if you know your Bible well. Know your Bible. I'll talk to you for a little bit, be around you for a little bit. You know, the example I always use is you come to my house, you spend a lot of time in my house, you're going to know your way around my house. So I could tell if somebody has been in my house or if they're familiar with my house because they've spent time in my house. It's the same thing. You can tell when somebody has spent time in that secret place, uh, that they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They spend time in that private place talking. To See, this has been the uh, danger in this uh what do I say? Yeah, the danger of uh, many people who chased have been taught to chase the experience. I know when I was early in my Christian walk, I was around I was around movement like like these where it was f chasing that next experience. Right. Chasing that next spiritual high. Right. As I look back on now, you're just chasing emotions. Just chasing all these emotions. Marcus says, well, I, I just know people who've been hanging around. Essentially is what his analogy is saying. I, I'll, I know you are of God if, if I just know you've been hanging around them. Now, this isn't determined by what you believe, even though you look in the Bible. And we're going to give some uh, examples, uh, biblically speaking, to show that. Theology is important. Now, Theology and living according to that practice is important too. So orthodoxy and orthopraxy is important, right? And uh, doxology is important. But the main, the first thing we have to know the truth in, in order to live accordingly to it. See, Marcus Rogers is missing knowing the truth. He dismisses all that.
You just know. There are many preachers that preach regurgitated messages. It sounds good, but there's no anointing. The anointing destroys the yoke. Now, here's where it gets really crazy. There are people that cast out devils and prophesy accurately, and God is not with them. Lord, Lord, we did this in your name. You know, that's very applicable to him, but he doesn't realize it. But we'll keep going. Didn't that, that in your name depart from me? I never knew you. You got to pray. You got to seek God for yourself. And so that's the reality. Regardless of what religion tells you, the only requirement to be saved is to be born again. Now, we've already showed uh, how that's not true. Right. We've already shown that's not how true. Uh, Cephas says, Christian, I pray for Marcus at the beginning. He's going to make a video criticizing him. Show me that in the Bible. Before you criticize someone, you have to pray for them before you start the criti criti criticizing. I don't pray in publicly. That's my conviction based on uh, scripture. Now, if you want me to pray for you in pr uh, private, I'll do that. But I don't come up here uh, <laughs> uh, doing that. And I don't believe scripture tells me I have to do that. Before I make a video, I need to pray publicly before I do that. Why didn't you come? I didn't see you post a prayer in the chat before you criticize me. You see, that's inconsistent. It's a double standard. So if someone is born again and they don't agree with you on everything, no matter what you say, that's still your brother and sister in Christ. So no matter what. So as long as they believe they're born again, so I guess they could deny God's existence as long as they believe they're born again, right? According to Marcus Rogers, who cares what they believe? False gospel, don't matter as long as they're born again. Roman Catholics, hey, they, they're born again. If they say they're born again, we can't, we can't say not. I mean, they deny Jesus' deity, who cares? False teaching. False teaching. You're not the one on camera. Okay, well, that, that's real convenient. That's real convenient. And that's the understanding that God is trying to get us to come to. And no, he's not. This is not a biblical teaching you were setting forth, Marcus. And I'm going to show you because he, I'm going to say this and I'm going to allow him to actually say, it. he says, well, the book of Acts church was not concerned about theology. They just was concerned about power and the spirit. We're going to actually show how that's false. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mormons believe they're, they're born again. So guess what? Apparently you don't have to believe one God, Marcus. Guess what? You can believe Jesus, uh, uh, you know, was just a created being. Well, you already do believe that, but you know, apparently you can believe you're going to be a God one day. I mean, as long as you believe you're born again, don't matter what you believe. Theology, the study of God's word. Yeah. Very, eh, not, not that important. Because of pride, people don't want to do that. Ooh, that's pride. strange fire. You know, they, they don't believe in the rapture. They don't believe. And then we're arguing about words that are nowhere to be found in the Bible. That's gummy bear. Christianity is not found in the Bible yet. You use that more than any word found in the Bible. Really? I look, I know it's not. Uh, hey, I, I'm so he says, go straight to Acts six. I'm going to give an overview of much of the book of Acts. Just wait around. I'm going to show you how. Marcus Rogers statement is false that the church in Acts was very concerned about theology. Popular to say, because this is just the way we've always done it. And that doesn't make mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's the right way of thinking. I'm challenging that I'm coming against it. And it's yes. Marcus Rogers is challenging 
and coming against biblical orthodoxy. We, we, we understand that. But the Bible warns of a people like you in Acts 20. <laughs> you, see how, you see how you actually don't know the book of Acts? Paul, with tears, writing his letter, warned about false teachers who do the same thing you said, who, who do the same thing you're doing. They, they crept in deceptively. Not popular right now. That's why people, you say my name and people manifest, they start arguing about. Who are you, Beyonce? Say my name. I mean, no one, no one gets that upset. Look, I hear Marcus Rogers' name and I'm like, hmm, yeah, false teacher. Matter of fact, <laughs> here, here is the face of manifesting, right? <laughs> this was me at uh, when Marcus Rogers was teaching, quote unquote, teaching at a sermon. This is my face when Marcus Rogers was even preaching. Marcus Rogers thinks too highly of himself and he deserves this sound effect. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you, man? Me and all kinds of stuff like that because I'm coming against the religion that is in them and a lot of them don't even know that they're religious and that is what God has called me to do is to expose it. People have been impressing you either with the supernatural or impressing you with their religious theology and a lot of times God is not with neither one of them. And then of course they've been impressing you with their talent. But it's different. When you walk by the spirit, you know by the spirit. When you walk by religion, hey, religious folks kill Jesus. When you walk by talent, that's why these people get exposed and have scandals. I'm going to let that uh, stand on its own. We're not even going to address it. <laughs> we will move forward, okay? See what I'm saying? You got to walk by the spirit. Uh, the spirit of truth, Marcus? Does it have to be truthful? Just yeah. And when you really walk by the spirit, you're going to find out there's a lot of stuff that we do in church that has nothing to do with God. I agree. I push back on a lot of that stuff. But sadly, most of what you're teaching is actually guilty of what you're saying. This is the pot calling the kettle black, right? <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that, you know, people take in the Bible and, and they misconstrue it. They yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. This is you, though. Yeah, this is you. Yeah, false prophecies, pulling snakes out of the back. None of that's in the Bible. Or <laughs> false prophecies is, but uh, it's it's not uh, you know condoned. Obviously, grace and peace and and and, and Dreza. <laughs> you're late, but you're here. You're late, but you're here. Happy to see you. Change it around, and they create their own you know, denominational rules or whatever. And that's not really what that verse means. I give you an example. A man shouldn't wear what pertaineth to a woman and a woman shouldn't wear what pertaineth to men. Some people believe, you know what, well, that means, you know, women need to wear skirts. That's not what that verse was saying. The verse was saying, if someone's like cross-dressing, trying to give the appearance that I'm a man, but I'm trying to look like a woman, my intent is to go and look like the opposite sex. That's what it was talking about. But there's so many verses like that. And so we're divided by all these things and the reality. And here's where it gets sad. Well, we don't agree on this, so I can't even receive. That's not walking by the spirit. Well, they don't look like me. They don't dress like me. They don't believe everything like me. Now, I have never, uh, you know, said to someone, oh, you dress strange. You dress weird. We can't link up or you talk different. I, that is not my critique of Marcus. 
My rock, my critique of Marcus Rogers is you are a false teacher. <laughs> you know, so so a lot of listen to Marcus Rogers. A lot of times he actually shifts the goalposts. He will, uh, you know, change the actual critique of what's actually happening. So yeah, and and so I can't receive from them. I can't listen to them. It's, it's nonsense. You'll go listen to a doctor's advice. You'll go listen to these teachers in the school, but you won't. I don't listen to doctors uh, who whose ideology would try to kill me. Just like I don't listen to your message, which is a false gospel, which will send me to hell. Matter of fact, I would argue it's worse to listen to you, Marcus Rogers, than a doctor who's wrong. Their message will kill them physically. Your message will send them to hell eternally. That's way worse listen to a brother or sister in Christ you you just so prideful you think uh, and, and Marcus you don't listen to anybody this like I said this all this applies to you Marcus does not listen to anybody that's why he's been saying the same wrong things for literally seven eight years yeah 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 Moezy he calls critique religious yeah he don't like it you're religious Pharisee and uh, it, it, isn't that the great way to just dismiss everything right Imagine someone looking at pornography and they, someone critiques them and they're like, hey, you're just religious. That actually does not get to the point. You're in sin, bro. And you need to repent. Well, you're just religious. That's a good way to deflect from actual uh, what's going on. Right. Someone get caught with their with cheating. Right. Oh, you're just religious. You're just like the Pharisees, right? You're trying to confront me in sin. That's absurd. Bro, repent. There's nothing I can learn from them. There's no help that I can get from them because, you know, their theology is wrong. If they are born again, if they've been born again, that's your brother and sister in Christ. Get that in your knucklehead. So Marcus Rogers just affirmed Mormons, Roman Catholics, Jehovah's Witness. Hey, because they all believe they're born again. Right. I mean, <laughs> but it's it's funny. He, he affirms all of them. But anybody who pushes back on him, pushes back on Marcus Rogers, they're actually not a Christian. Absurdity. Absurd. And I'm going to keep saying it until God calls me home. We're just going to keep being wrong for a long time if he permits long health. Because that's what he's called me to do on this earth. No, he, he did not. The Bible says that nowhere. See, see, like I said, Marcus Rogers theology isn't rooted in scripture. Stick around. I'm, I'm going to play something like that. Hold on. I'm going to come against all that religious stuff that people been doing for years, all that traditions, all that stuff. And until I feel like that the presence of God is not with us, that's one thing nobody can say. I've had so many critics and skeptics. They come to Firehouse and they know the present. They, they'll tell you like, man, I've never felt the presence like that, you know, in a church. And until we feel that the presence of God is not with us. We're going to keep on moving because. Well, I haven't been to Firehouse Church, but I have been to a church. You preached that. And let me tell you, the spirit of God was not there. You want to know how I know? Because the truth of the spirit, the spirit of truth was not presented. You cannot separate these things. Well, the Holy Spirit was is, is present, but yeah, it was preaching all kinds of false doctrine. But I, I felt the spirit. No, you don't get that luxury. <laughs> presence is backing us up lives are being changed the anointing is flowing in the place uh yeah lives being changed is not e even an indicator guess what lives get changed when people go to islam they become more moral 
lives change when people go to Mormonism. They become more moral. That is actually not an indicator that you're presenting truth. I don't care what nobody says as long as the presence comes in. I don't care what nobody says because I've been to a lot of places where the presence is not there. Presence. Presence, right? I mean, yeah. Pray about it. Study. You might not agree. You might manifest watching this video. It's okay. Love you guys. Be blessed. Go <laughs> you, stream the music. You, mo you may manifest, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which spirit told him about Trump winning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on that note, let's, let's actually talk about that because Marcus Rogers, ever since he was wrong about the Trump prophecy, he now gives a lot of qualifications. I want you to listen to this. During, you know, that time while I was sitting in the hotel, um, just praying, the Lord showed me clearly what is going to be the next move of God. And I personally believe with what he showed me, it's probably going to start really kicking in around 2024. That's not, you know, I'm not saying God told me 2024, but that's just kind of what I felt in my spirit. But I'm sure uh, that we're going to see this become more prominent. Yeah, yeah. So God told him in, in 2024, we're going to start seeing this move of God. And then he's like, well, well, it's probably probably going to happen in 2023, 2024. It, it's so many opinions. So so guess what? Here's how he's doing it. If if he's wrong, he can say, well, I told you it was my opinion. But if he's right now, he's a true prophet. <laughs> you see how that works <laughs> now? He's giving himself a way out. Right. Uh, just very interesting. I, I like something that uh, this gentleman said. Uh, he says, when this atmosphere atmosphere slash presence is placed above truth taught accurately, it's such a breeding ground for deception. My man, spot on. You deserve the war call. That's right. That's 100% accurate, right? Um, but Marcus Rogers, the re I want to show you how his theology is not actually rooted in scripture. Let let's play this video. And they're moving, they're flowing the same. Some of you are about to get land, you're about to get finances. I know that makes the religious folks mad, but the reason God's gonna give the finance about some money answers all things, right? This, these, these wars and all this stuff that we got going on in the spirit, it has to be funded. The buildings cost money. We get blessed to be a blessing. The children of Israel came out of Egypt with finances, resources. Jesus started his ministry. Some of you don't know this, but uh, I believe it was Judas. He was the actual treasurer, right? That's why he had the bag. When Jesus was born, you, people say it was three wise men, but that's not uh, the, the wise men came and they gave gifts. There was three gifts that we seen, but those gifts were worth a lot. It was funding yeah. Jesus ministry. So there's going to be finances. There's going to be power. It's all going to be supernatural, supernatural finances, supernatural, uh, supernatural land, supernatural power, supernatural everything. So if you're watching this video and you're shunning the supernatural, Jesus even said, hey, you see everything that I've done, which the Bible didn't even write all the things that he did. It would be too big. Right, so that's when you got to stop putting limits on. Well, you know, I didn't see this in the Bible. You know, mermaid spirit and stuff like that. Hey, yeah. it does, everything is not even in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Come and on. so that's something to, to challenge your thinking, challenge your perspective. About, but Jesus said, "Hey, did y'all hear that? I'm gonna play it again. Hold on, let me let me do this. Hold on. Run it back. I'm gonna run that back because I don't think some of y'all heard that. And write all the things. Then you're shunning the supernatural. Jesus for power." Supernatural everything. So if you're watching this video and you're shunning the supernatural, Jesus even said, hey, you see everything that I've done? Which the Bible didn't even write all the things that he did. It would be too big, right? So that's when you got to stop putting limits on, well, I, you know, I didn't see this in the Bible, you know, mermaid spirit and stuff like that. Hey, yeah. it, everything is not even in the Bible. 
know what I'm saying? Come and on. so that's something to, to challenge your thinking, challenge your perspective. So everything is not in the Bible, he's saying, in a sense of what to believe. Because I guess he's pushing back up against people talking about the mermaid spirit. Yeah, there's no mermaid spirit in the Bible. But we want to know something funny. He backs, he, what is his, one of his constant critiques of the, the Trinity is that the word is not found in the Bible. And then when someone pr uh, pushes back on the mermaid spirit, well, you know, there's not everything to believe is in the Bible. One, that's a contradiction. You can't reconcile or marry those two truths together. They're, they're contradiction contradictory yeah mermaid spirit yeah <laughs> new age absolutely but marcus this is marcus rogers way to get around not being held to what the bible says because not everything's in the bible so guess what you know um <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny comment so guess what you know the spirit told me this yes it's not in the bible and i, I can't prove it to you biblically but you need to believe it because the spirit told me. You know how many false teachings started that way? Islam started that way. Mormonism started that way. Every cult that I know of started with a extra biblical revelation. Just like Marcus Rogers is doing. Right? Just like Marcus Rogers is doing. And so, no, I don't fall for your mermaid spirit because you cannot prove it to me biblically. But let's get to this idea of um right the book of acts church right because marcus wants to tell us you know in the book of acts they weren't arguing theology they weren't concerned about what you believed they just wanted to know if you had the spirit let's check that out and the lord is already doing it mm -hmm. some people are fighting it they don't want to acknowledge it here's, here's another crazy thing the demons knew they said paul we know you know jesus we know but who are you how is it that even the demons know who is who in the spirit but Christians are fighting and arguing and don't know. Think about that for a second. Even the demons know. They, they say, man, I know I know Daniel. I know uh, Isaiah. You know what I'm saying? They know who's who in the spirit. But Christians don't even have the discernment to know who's who in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And I know. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. People think this is very arrogant when I say this. But when somebody says, man, they got Marcus Rogers as a wolf. The best that I would take is if they say, hey, I don't agree with some of the things he does in theology. I know I'm not a wolf. So when you say that, I'm like, man, that guy don't got no discernment. I know the Holy Spirit didn't tell you that. And that's a scary place to be where we are. That's why we have so much denomination. So when you read the Bible. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys address that one in the chat. I'm trying to go for a specific point. So let's let's keep it going. <laughs> Without the Holy Spirit, that's how you get religion. And that's how you get division. When you look at the book of Acts, church, and that's where we're going back. They didn't run around, hey, bro, you're, you're from the church of Ephesus, you know, oh, what is your theology? They knew by power. They knew by demonstration. They knew by the spirit. That's where we're So he says we're going back to the Acts church because they weren't concerned about theology. They're the church of Ephesus was saying, what's your theology? And uh, they, they were concerned with the power. Power, power, we're in the working power, right? <laughs> That's what we're told. Is that true? Here, let me ask the question to you. Is it true that the book, that, that the Acts Church wasn't concerned about theology and only concerned with you being born again or the power of the Spirit? I would disagree with that. Let me show you some examples. If you have your Bible, if you want to take notes, I'm going to give you a basic overview of the book of Acts. And I'm, man, I, I could have gone. So I did a study this morning. This morning, 
uh, so I was like, man, let me let me actually look into that. You know, I'm, I'm going to look in the book of Acts. I'm going to say I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, look into this claim. I, I, I knew it was untrue. I have specific verses in mind, but I but I, I actually went more in depth. And I'm going to give you a sample of what I studied this morning. You guys ready? Let me bring you in on the insights of some of my studies, right? Um, <laughs> let me uh, let me bring you in. So let me show you how concerned that the book of Acts Church or the Acts Church was concerned with theology and right doctrine, right? Doctrine is important. So let me give you a few examples, right? And I'm going to go in order. Acts chapter two. Uh, and and, and, and l- let me just say this, because Marcus seems to think there was a church called Acts. <laughs> there was no church called Acts. Right. The, why is it called the book of Acts? Let's let's talk about that. It's called the at the book of Acts because it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. A-C-T-S, not A-X-S, right? <laughs> it's the acts of the Holy Spirit, not the acts of the apostles, not the Acts church. Uh, it's, you know, there's multiple churches in the books of, book of Acts. Let me, let me just say that, right? It is the acts of the Holy Spirit. But <clears throat> let me actually uh, prove the first point, right? But let me show you how concerned they were. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, this, this is Marcus Rogers Church, the Axe Church. <laughs> cut up, cut it off, cut it off. Right. All right, let's get back to it. Um, Acts 2, 14 through 46, Peter defends Christ's death, burial, and resurrection and demonstrates that it was prophetic from the Old Testament, right? So that's that's theology. Matter of fact, let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me, let me, uh, what is theology? Right? What is theology? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the church of Acts, right? Theos, meaning God, right? Logos, word, word of God, uh, uh, really fleshed out is the study of the word of God, right? Yeah. Study of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Study of God revealed in his word, you know, to be more accurate, to be more in depth about it. Right. So when we ask the question, theology, we're automatically going to the Bible, right? So I should have said that but first before I got into that scripture, and grace and peace, good to see my sister April, Standard of True Podcast. By the way, go and subscribe to April Chapman's uh, Standard of True Podcast. All right, let's get back into it, right? So he's talking about the study of the Word of God. So he says they weren't concerned about theology. Essentially what he's saying is they weren't concerned about Scripture. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, uh, if, if he doesn't think that's what it means, then he has some false understanding of theology. All right, so. Continue on. So we went in Acts 2, Acts chapter 3, 11 through 26. Peter again defends the prophetic fulfillment of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, showing how Jesus' death and resurrection was a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. Right? Acts 4, 1 to 23. Peter defends the necessity of Jesus, death and exclusivity of faith, 
in Jesus before the high priest rulers, elders and scribes. Right. He just shows that this is this. You need to believe in Christ and grace and peace. Lisa, appreciate the super chat. God bless you, sister. God bless you. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. Right. That's theology, by the way. Acts chapter five. Peter defends. The ne- oh, yeah, yeah. Peter defends the necessity of preaching Jesus and necessity of repentance. You must repent. Acts chapter six. Verse eight, continuing on through chapter seven, verse 53, Stephen gives an overview of biblical theology, right? And how Jesus is the greater Moses. He essentially preaches, he he essentially teaches how the Old Testament points to Jesus. This this is a pre-Hebrews message, right? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Acts chapter eight, nine through 25. Peter defends the necessity of repentance of sins to Simon the magician. It's all theology, by the way. Acts chapter 8, 26 through 40. Philip defends the necessity of all of scripture being about Jesus and his resurrection. Shout out to Timothy Brindle. Christ's death and resurrection is the main theme of the whole Old Testament. Yo, go check the script. That's bars. Right? Acts 9, 1 through 19, Jesus himself defends his church to Paul, right? Why do you persecute me? Well, Paul never physically persecuted Jesus. Well, by virtue of attacking the church, you are attacking Christ. That's why if you don't love the church, you don't love Jesus. That's essentially Jesus's message in defense of himself to the apostle Paul. It would be, right? Um. Theology is not in scripture and show in the Bible where it says we have to study theology. You are a great example of a modern day Pharisee. Stephen is describing you, bro. (laughs) Show me Bible in the Bible. By your own standard, you are a Pharisee if you cannot do that. So you just contradicted yourself. Congratulations. We'll continue on with theology since theology is the study of the word of God. And since we're not supposed to be studying the word of God, then... (laughs) I don't know how you learn the Bible without doing any of that. Anyways, Acts 9, 20 through 22, Paul defends that Jesus is the son of God. Right. Uh, Acts uh, 10, 34 through 43, Peter defends salvation being for the Gentiles as well as Israel. Yeah, yeah, another Pharisee laborer, right? He he should watch the early video to show how he's using that out of context. (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Acts 11, 1 through 18, Peter again defends salvation being for uh, the Gentiles. Right. Acts 13, 4 through 12, Paul defends the Christian. Uh, he, he defends the Christian faith from a false prophet named Bar Jesus. Acts 14, 1 to 23. Defense of the gospel in the midst of uh, persecution by the Apostle Paul. Acts 15. Now, <laughs> Acts 15 is the classic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Omnipotent is in the Bible, but you are a heretic if you deny, deny that God is omniscient. Right. <laughs> Acts 15 is the classic example 
of why theology matters, right? It's classic. What was happening in Acts chapter 15? Well, the apostles, the disciples got together at the Jerusalem council and essentially a defense of the gospel by, uh, of, of, uh, Faith in Christ alone is presented at that council. Right. Right. Go, go read Acts 15. If you say theology isn't important. <laughs> Matter of fact, the person who says theology is important is presenting a bad theology. An unbiblical theology. No one escapes theology. Everyone has a theology. The question is, is it biblical? Do you have a theology that is biblical? Or does it stem from self? Everyone has a theology since theology is the study of God. Everyone has a view on God, even the atheists. They have an unbiblical view of God. You don't, you don't, no one escapes <laughs> uh, the theology. No one does. So yeah. Acts 17, Paul defends the resurrection, Right. And, and, and I want you to I want you to catch a few things because I want to quote I want to quote this verse. I want to quote a few verses uh, two and three Acts 17. Paul went in speaking of the temple, as was his custom. So Paul constantly was going into the. Uh, the temple looking who to talk about. Too much theology can turn a person into a Pharisee, just saying, show me that in the Bible. Show me that in the Bible. Lack of theology turns you to a Pharisee, not more theology. Since studying your studying the Bible will make you more like Christ, not like the Pharisees. If you actually study the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Moby. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's get back to this text. Paul went in to begin of the temple, as was his custom. And on three day, three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures. So Paul was going back constantly debating the text, you know, Pharisee stuff, stuff we're told not to do unless you're a Pharisee. Paul was doing that. Right. <laughs> He's like explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer. And to rise from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. So he was debating to them that Jesus is the Messiah. Right. And if you say, oh, well, he wasn't debating. Yes, he was. Even in the next chapter, Acts 18, four through five, Paul, every Sabbath debated the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. <laughs> Y'all what? I mean, a lot of people wouldn't like the Apostle Paul. Right. Paul debated the truth of God, you know, theology stuff, <laughs> stuff we're saying not to do. Paul did that. I could go on and on presenting this, uh, the idea that theology is important. Theology is not to be minimized. Marcus Rogers constantly talks about, oh, I, I know you're, I know you're from God. If, the, if, 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 if you have the spirit. Well, Marcus, well, those who like to call me a Pharisee for trusting in the scriptures and, and, and grounding my faith on the scriptures is the spirit you're proclaiming the spirit of truth. That's what we're supposed to be 
the scriptures are our 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 guard our our guardrails. They're they're our foundation. That's how I know. According to what God has said, according let me use the old KJV term, "Thus saith the Lord." Right? I love that phrase. <laughs> Bring back the KJV. Right? Right. The word theology is not the Bible. I think you mean not in the Bible. Your approach is not biblical, and your behavior. This is why the world is not drawn to Christ based on your puffed up approach. Well, that's not the reason the Bible gives. The Bible says it's because they hate God. They don't want God. So you're wrong there. And you say the word theology is not in the Bible. Well, the word Bible is not in the Bible. So I so if we should reject the word theology. Should we reject the word Bible? Then why would you use it? Biblical is not in the Bible. Notice all the unbiblical words you just used. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just easy to call someone a Pharisee rather than to deal with the content they're actually talking about. Pharisee is not an insult you throw at people when you disagree with them. That's actually unbiblical. That's not biblical. A, a Pharisee is a description of a category of beliefs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally showing you in the Bible the things you're rejecting. <laughs> There's always a way. There's been a couple today, brother. I'm literally showing you in the Bible, you know, even though can't use that word according to you, because no one just give a link and I will share why you're wrong. Well, you're already wrong, but I'll entertain you for a few minutes. Let's see. Live discussion. I'll entertain. Now, this is only for know your sound. This is only for Know Your Sound, by the way. Uh, so Know Your Sound, if you would like to engage for a few minutes. Uh, I, I, I say a few minutes because I do have to leave shortly, but we can have a quick discussion. So this is only for Know Your Sound. So if you would like to engage, and I hope you can be respectful, And I want you to demonstrate how we can only use the words found in the Bible, which I mean, that's not the Bible, but look forward to having a cordial discussion. Yeah, exactly. The word Pharisee is being used here. It's called an out homonym. You're attempting to attack my character, not his argument. That's right. The word Pharisee is not used in the way that people are using the word Pharisee. Right. You don't get to use, you don't get the liberty to use the uh, biblical words any way you want. And you just change the meaning, right? So show me how the word Pharisee is used in the way that people today are using it. The Pharisees had certain beliefs. It wasn't an insult, just like the term Sadducee wasn't an insult. It was descriptive of people who denied the resurrection. It's not just a insult thrown at people when you don't like what they're saying. We got to we got to grow past this. See, this is why I actually preach the importance of theology so you can grow past uh, silly statements like that and um, grow in maturity. Uh, uh, what's the website your friend is selling clothes? Uh, PerfectGod.com. PerfectGod.com. Let me put that in the chat. Yeah, get you a shirt. I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually wearing 
wearing wearing one right now. Uh, thought I heard a call. Let me see. Where's Where's our friend? Oh, oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What's going on? It says I am offline. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Wait a minute. <sighs> All right. If he tries calling in now, I think it should work. So, yeah. All right. I'm waiting. You got a lot of books. Hope you're a doer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, whenever you don't like something, ah, Pharisee. Pharisee. <laughs> right. It's just like the new insult. The new insult. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm waiting on Know Your Sound. I'm waiting on Know Your Sound. Hey, know Your Sound, I'm going to say Know Your Theology. Just get to dismiss all the church history because we don't like the term theology or something like that, right? Uh, uh, yeah, so. Where's my man's at, right? Where? Where's, where's, know your sound. I sent the. Did he get? Uh, if know your sound. If you're watching, let me let me let me know if you're in the chat or something. I mean, I said I only got a few minutes. I mean, I gotta leave like at in thirty minutes. Going to eat with some brothers. Generally, on generally, I, I you know I go out to eat with some brothers every week. You know, we discuss theology. You know, <laughs> we discuss some importance of the biblical Bible, uh, biblical teachings and. You know, just just fellowship, you know, doing doing that acts, acts, acts too. you know, breaking bread and fellowship. And, you know, so. Um, hey, man, I, 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 I said the leak. I, hold on. What, what, what my sound effect that? I would like to say you I've not called you. Well, you said I'm on the slippery slope of a Pharisee. So, I mean, <laughs> You didn't call me one, but you said I'm on the slippery slope to one. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, where's my man's at? Where's my man's at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, man. Where? A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. Uh, where's my man? Uh, so, like, hey, man, you ain't here in like five minutes. I'm going to I'm gonna have to dip. I'm going to have to... Uh, Gone and gone and dip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Where they at though? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I, I I I thought he wanted to come on. I thought he wanted to come on. You know, yeah, I, I'm 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 get a little. Getting a little sad, man, you know. I thought they wanna talk to me. <laughs> they don't wanna talk to me. <laughs> Hold on, I, I gotta put my filters on, huh? Oh man, it's it's kinda messing up. Hold on. <laughs> they don't wanna talk to me. Oh <laughs> I thought he wanted to come on. Boy ain't no way, boy. Boy ain't no way, boy. Come on, man. If he ain't gonna come on, you know who gonna come on? 
God did. God did. He gotta go show up. Show out. 80. They like to say I'm a... And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy... They gonna call me a Pharisee. You know, all because I'm just... And that's biblical theology. Just because I'm giving that biblical theology. You know? Just because I'm preaching... Jesus, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I tell them that they... Son, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know? We all waiting like this. We're waiting, right? I mean, my time is money. You know what I mean? You know what? What, what, what happened to my man? What happened to my man? I mean, he, he 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 started getting a little nervous. He started getting a little. The heart was beating. You know. He said, "Help me, help me." He said, "Uh, ain't nobody got time for that." You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm waiting up here like this. You know, uh, uh, where man's at? You know, he said he wanted. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. You know, uh, the, the boys be up there. Why you always lying? I, I mean, come on, man. Say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Where my man's at? Know your sound. You know, he got me up here sad, man. He got me crying. I don't like all this waiting. You know, my man hit the unsubscribe button. He said, Unfollow me. You know, he hit the unsubscribe button. Me. If I make you feel some type of way. <laughs> it got a little it got a little it got a little dark in his room. He said Turn off the lights. You know. <laughs> he said, you know what? I'll just admit I was wrong. You know? He told himself, what's wrong with you people? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is why you got to watch the show, man. We come in hard here on All Things Theology. You know what I mean? We, this is how we do this. This is how we, we do. We have fun, but we're going give to you, give you that scripture. We're going to get into the text. Serious? Where's my man at? Like, wh what happened? <laughs> I, I, I want to know if he's okay. Seriously, I mean, so what state do you live in? I live in the great state of Texas, the promised land, the new Israel. I'm just kidding. I live in Texas, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to know where my man's at. 
If he ain't gonna what this is your king, that's what I need. I need that sound effect. This is your king. <laughs> right, it's your king. Hey man. I need to get some more sound effects. Right. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. You know? I need to get some more sound effects. Oh, hold on. Wait a second. Hold up. Wait a minute. Know your sound. You got yourself muted. We cannot hear you, sir. Oh, I can see you. I can see you, but I cannot hear you. Oh. I guess he, uh, I guess uh, he, uh, having Wi-Fi connections. Nah, it's not Marcus. It's not Marcus. <laughs> Marcus won't do that. Marcus will never. Let's say this. I, I I have I have totally dismissed that any of that will happen. Well, he he jumped in, but the technology was glitchy, and but so I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Uh. Know your sound. Where you at? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he did. Hey, he showed. Y'all should have saw. He showed up in the, in the in the car like Marcus Rogers. I was like, hold on, is this Marcus? <laughs> y'all can't see my little screen here, but uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Marcus for a second. He should. He, you know how Marcus do the car videos. Hey, I got fifteen minutes, like max. Nah, maybe my 25, maybe I can stretch 25, tell my wife, like, give me, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> where my man, hey, where my man's at? Where he, I, I said, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta add some more sounds, sound effects. Yeah, I, I got some good ones, though. You know, he gonna come on, I'm gonna say, that boy's good. He good, that boy good. You know? Perfect. You driving. Where are you driving to, man? I don't want you getting a wreck. Are you coming on? That, that's what we want to know. I mean, if you can't come on, maybe we can schedule something. Don't don't feel pressured to do it today. Is what I'm saying. I don't I don't want you getting an accident or anything. Keep them eyes on the road. Yeah, park the car, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he does, he doesn't have to do it today. I mean. Someone actually disagree with what you're saying? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Man, y'all aren't on my Facebook, but I can literally post. I'm going to show y'all what I can post. Look in the chat. I could post that, and someone will argue it. Someone will say. <laughs> so you got to be watching this live to get the, get the. Someone will get mad, but I post that, and then they'll post that. Yeah, you know. Picking up your daughter. No, I understand. Like I said, we can we can schedule something. We can schedule a conversation. If you if you uh, if you're not able to do it, but you you, you, you it sounded like you were able to because you you were like let me call in. So I just I thought you were able to right now. You know, yeah, my Facebook man, people, April Chapman could tell you, Standard True Podcast could tell you. I, I I could post anything right now, and someone will argue. Someone will argue, <laughs> no matter what I say. So I, I I am no stranger to people arguing clear things in scripture. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I will. Yeah, so are you are you gonna be able to do it today or should I uh should I go on uh get a body here? Okay, let's let's schedule for another time. All right, cool. Hit my email, man. I'll post my email in the chat. Matter of fact, it's in this video description as well, just in case uh you know you're able to uh yeah, just hit my email. Kateuptrue at gmail.com. Um yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm nobody, man. I'm 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 just a simple dude from Backwoods, Louisiana. That's it, man. Uh, oh, I want to encourage y'all, man. I'm gonna be dropping some new music, new music. If you guys like the thing, like the intro, uh, I know a lot of people like the intro, man. I got a song I'm writing. Out no, that's, I I kind of feel like this every time I write a new song. Okay, your wife had an emergency. Nope, no problem, man. Just hit me up. Just hit me up. We'll schedule something. All right. No, no big deal, man. Uh, I feel like this every time I write a new song. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And please like the please like the video. Please like the video. Uh, but I uh, I I really like this new song, man. I'm gonna be dropping some new music, um, addressing the culture. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my boy said he need a feature. Hit me up, man. Hit me in the email. Hit me in the email. Let me uh post my Spotify so you guys can uh let me let me post it here so you can so yeah man you gotta keep up with the music man you gotta keep up with the music you know I'll do a little I do I'll do I do some I do some other stuff man you know I'm just saying I I do theology do music theological music you know i know a lot of people express their frustration with a lot of uh christian artists today because they're not preaching that theology right they're not giving bible there's my uh by the way uh i'm gonna pin that message there's my spotify uh link if you like to keep up with it uh yeah man got some new stuff dropping I actually, I actually want to try to do a show soon in this Dallas area, so maybe we can get that going to where we, man, we can worship together, man, and you know, do a set or something like that. Um, you want me to do that spiritual trans? I listened to it, man. I just kind of was just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you make beats? Hey, right, send them to my email. My email's in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some oldies, got some goodies. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be dropping new music soon. Um. Y'all stay tuned for that. Man, I feel like there's a lot going on, but little I can actually update on. Uh, going to be working on the website, going to be updating that to actually where you can actually have a link to the music so I can um, uh, pull that up. Matter of fact, I'll drop my website. Uh, Kdubtrue.com. Who are we waiting for? We're waiting for the return of Christ. Get ready. Get ready. I'm just playing. Uh, we were wait. Well, we are waiting for that. We were waiting for a gentleman, but uh, but he is unavailable, so we will have to schedule something. Trinity is still funny. What's going on, Jesse? Man, <laughs> we had a conversation over Trinity. I'll let that speak for itself. Uh, you, you guys should, should go watch that. <laughs> it was an interesting conversation. My man Jesse lost his cool, but it's all good. Um, glad to see you're still alive and. Still 
here. So yeah, man, we, we you know we welcome all kind of people to the show. We have all we have a wide range of people on on stuff. So what part of Louisiana am I from? I am originally I was born in Louisiana uh, in um I was born in uh, Ruston. Sorry, <laughs> I was born in Ruston. So yeah, enjoy the content. God bless you, bro. God bless you. Uh, write something in my diary so you know what we are. Wait, <laughs> I am my worst promoter, man. I am seriously my worst promoter. You you know what's hard about like all this stuff, like YouTube and people like telling me, man, create an Instagram, create a, create a TikTok, create a Snapchat. I'm like, I'm struggling to keep up with just stuff on YouTube. Like I, I can't, I can't, I cannot be on TikTok. That's another thing that I, I just can't be doing you know what i mean it's like i need a team i need a team of people that you know if you need some uh, i need some freelance work i you know if you need a like internship <laughs> maybe you could run a tiktok uh for me and i'll give you permission uh you know and so it's just a lot and so i can only handle youtube facebook and twitter like and sometimes that's just too much so uh, my wife don't even want that. She's probably like listening, like, yeah, he don't need no TikTok. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I'm not making fun of my wife. I'm just saying she, it's another distraction. Is all I'm saying, and she's right. Um, so yeah, man, I I hope y'all enjoy this show. I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. You know, we um we had we had a good time. You know, uh, trying to think of when I will be. I'll be. I'll drop a video tomorrow. I will be dropping a video tomorrow. Which one? I don't know. I don't know. But hey, people on Patreon, people on my YouTube membership, they get to see content uh, before it even drops. There's videos been sitting in there for about a week. I haven't even dropped yet. And so a lot of people are just like, man, I want to see the content. Uh, you can become a member, become a uh, partner in Patreon. And so, yeah. Can someone be born again and not get into heaven? Absolutely not. Jesus says you must be born again. My brother from Nigeria, man, enjoy your rest. Thank you for participating. Keep showing your friendly face. It's always good to see you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. This is another episode of All Things Theology. You know how we do it here. I'm your boy K-Dub. Till the next time. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Hey, grace and peace, y'all. Till the next time. Grace and peace.